0: Welcome to From Story to Impact, where we talk about the stories of our lives. I'm your host, Steve Gallegos, and I want to thank you for giving us your time and attention, whether you're watching this video or you're listening to this on the podcast version of the show. This is the official show of the Voices of Impact Awards, and that the Voices of Impact Awards was created in order to celebrate the voices that inspire humanity. And when we talk about voices, we're talking about your voice. Because we know that you've had struggles, you've had challenges, and you've also had some super joyful, epic moments. And it is from these experiences that you've learned and you've drawn valuable lessons. And we believe that these lessons and experiences are something that you can share with the world. And you can help and guide others to do better and be better, whether it's in their careers, in their businesses, in their personal relationships, and their business endeavors generally. Now, we all have a favorite story. Some of us have more than one favorite story. Your favorite story could be from your childhood or it could be something that you heard just yesterday. We have stories that inspire us and motivate us, stories that make us laugh, cry, and stories that inspire us to dance and sing and to you know, go out and launch new companies and bring new solutions to the world. Because it's these stories that connect us to one another as human beings. It's how in many respects, we can relate to one another. Stories give meaning to our past. They provide a framework for the present. And stories also allow us to envision the future. That's why we feel it's so important. And that's why we created this platform to enable and to to give you the ordinary individual. And by ordinary, we're not saying that you're ordinary in the sense of the word, we're saying, you know, you're probably not someone that's thought of wanting to launch a speaking career, write a book or anything, but yet you can still contribute to society and make the whole world a better place simply by sharing your story. And if you don't have experience doing that, we at the Voices of Impact Awards will train you, will mentor you for free after you enroll. And we have a beautiful team of mentors that if you want to work with one-on-one with them, To elevate whatever it is you're doing in life, you can do that. And so, whether or not you make it to the finals, you're going to be able to elevate your career, your life, your relationships just by becoming part of our community. So, we look forward to having you join us. Just go to voiawards.com. You'll find the links here in the show notes and you can learn more. And we hope to see you in the community. So, Today's studio guest is just an amazing, amazing individual, Nigel Stinson, hailing all the way from the big country of Dallas, Texas, (laughs) because Texas is its own country, according to Texans, and I used to live there, and I believe that too. Nigel is a beautiful human being. He is an entrepreneur, a young entrepreneur. He's the co-founder of a company called DNK Enterprises. Uh, He's an amazing young man who has built his own wealth, his own company, and he travels, he gets to travel all around the country, if not around the world yet, correct me, Nigel, um, Mm. speaking in front of large, large, super large audiences of multiple thousands of people, where he teaches these young folks on entrepreneurship, on becoming a better human. And uh, one of his most popular messages, and the one that I happen to really, really like, is when he shares with them that we need to Express rather than impress, and he'll talk to us a little bit more about that. So please welcome from Dallas, Texas, Nigel Stinson. Hello, Nigel, and welcome to our virtual studio.
1: What's going on, Steve? Happy to be here. Appreciate you for having me.
0: Absolutely, sir. You know, we're looking for Young Energy to participate in this program. And I wanted to highlight you because, well, first of all, disclaimer, right? And and full transparency. I've known Nigel for quite a number of years now. His parents and I are friends. And um I met Nigel when his dad would bring him to the gym when Nigel was just a, a little guy. And he's not a little guy anymore, but I've seen kind of his growth and I've and I've and I've followed his successes through what his parents share with us who you know henry and abriana are just super super proud of everything that you and your uh gabby your sister gabby and your brother khalil are doing and i've always commented to henry i said just looking at your kids tells me so much about what kind of parents you are because kids don't become the way you and your siblings do nigel by accident right you guys need role models you need proper training, you need proper guidance. And your parents have given you that. And I applaud them for that. And I applaud you for being the kind of child that listens, right? And you kind of go your own way, but at least you're listening to your parents and you're following the guidance as opposed to going the complete other way and saying, I'm not listening to you. You Mm -hmm. don't know what you're talking about. I don't need to, you know, all the rebel kind of things that the, the kids are doing. So let me ask you a, a question here. How is it that at such a young age, you became inspired to launch your own business?
1: Great question, thank you. You know, it, it came from, you know, as you mentioned, my parents having that guidance when they decided to, you know, part ways with the job, you know, scene and really implement, you know, tactics, to grow in their business. And so growing up, seeing them establish something for themselves and create that foundation, I saw no other way. And so, you know, working at Chick-fil-A, I was just like, you know, this is great. It's opportunity, great environment. You know, it wasn't McDonald's of all places, but it kind of (laughs) taught me how to go above and beyond for uh, our customers and things of that nature. So I feel like it was a great start, but I knew ultimately I wanted to start a business um, and be able to grow something like my family has been able to do.
0: Wonderful. Now, did you get trained? How did you come up with the idea of the kind of business? And you can share with our audience what kind of business you, you started. I think it's fascinating.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, my dad introduced my brother and I into the network marketing profession, and that's how we really were able to grow. We we're around so many young but you know, wise entrepreneurs who were inside of this business was teaching us you know, mindset things, you know, how to uh, grow and and be personal development, how to create a routine, how to be on a schedule, you know, things that a job didn't really teach us or just show up to work and get paid and give, you know, not that much effort into it. And you're still going to get paid. And so this was sharing with my brother and I how to put the maximum effort and to still get paid. So Um, You know, got into that profession that my dad introduced us to. And ever since then, I fell in love with the concept because it was all about growing as an individual, believing in yourself, and then pouring that same belief onto other people. I thought it was just, you know, something super powerful where we can grow and believe in ourselves and then, you know, express that to others to help them grow in their lives.
0: I love it. I love it. It just warms my heart so much because... As I was sharing you in our in our pre-interview, you know, this is not something that I was doing. I was doing great things when I was in my 20s, no doubt. I was a former U.S. Marine, so I, w- I served as a Marine and I served as a police officer when I was in my 20s. But I didn't know anything about personal development. Then I didn't know anything about growth beyond what I was doing, right? Do your best. You use the discipline and you and you use all the the things the skills that they teach you as a marine as a police officer to go out and serve the community, but I never quite had the vision that you developed at such an early age that i can be I can be the springboard for someone else's success I can be the springboard to bring other people along with me right those ideas those concepts didn't. Uh, come to me till much later. So I applaud you and I congratulate you for seeing this at such an early age. But I have to ask you, a lot of kids your age, and you're, you're what, 20 what? 25. 25. Okay. A lot of kids 25 and younger, even 25 and older, they see their parents as, as somehow an obstacle to who they are and what they want to be. They see their parents as a challenge. They see their parents as standing in their way of allowing, quote unquote, me to be me. Did you and your siblings ever feel this way? In other words, did you, did you ever butt heads with your parents in that fashion? Or were you always just very um, teachable and coachable in the principles that they wanted to, to bring you along with?
1: Yeah, I could definitely say that, you know, we had bumped heads, you know, quite you know often, which is normal, but we always understood that it was for the betterment of you know our life and our future. and so kind of how our you know how we would bump heads is just a lot of the value that was given that was passed down from you know my dad who didn't have a father in his life who was the best you know father to myself, um, my brother and my sister. and you know the, a lot of the value that he was giving, we weren't able to apply it to anything because we can't you know sometimes we could apply it to school, we could apply the information he's given us to you know sports, Um, But it was really uh, revolved around other people and like business. And so the only time we really bumped heads was when we told our dad, hey, you know, we appreciate all the value that you've given us. There's nothing for us to apply this to.
0: Mm. Now that he
1: shared with us an industry like network marketing and entrepreneurship, we're able to apply all the things that, you know, he was teaching us and not just stay dormant. So that was really the only time. But I, I believe that you know, with their discipline and the things that they taught us, even even at the time that I was like, "Mm, I'm not really feeling it. I knew it was the betterment for myself and my future. So as I get older, you know, I'm highly appreciative of all the things that they taught me and and how we grew up because it's the foundation of who I am today.
0: Yeah. What a beautiful way to express it. And thank you for sharing it that way. Um, And you brought up a very, very valid and beautiful point. A lot of parents try and teach their kids values or try and teach their kids discipline, try and teach your kids the way of the world. And until you said it just now, uh I had I don't have kids, so I've never experienced it from that perspective. But you said that we didn't have anything to apply those values to because you're right. You couldn't go to school the next day and start changing the culture of the school. You yeah. couldn't change the way, you know, the teachers that re- interacted with the student. You couldn't go and change the administration and those kinds of things. So it's fascinating that you, you drew that distinction. And that's a message for you parents that are listening to this program today. Uh, wherever you're at, if you're having a struggle with your kids listening to you and, and you think you're doing your best and you probably are, but just keep in mind that are you, are you asking your kids to believe in, adopt certain principles or behave in a way that isn't workable in whatever stage of life they're at, right? Like Nigel just pointed out. So beautiful. Thank you for for sharing that. All right. So you're making money at this early age. You guys are doing really, really good in business. And at some point you decide that you're going to start becoming more of a leader and becoming more of a guide to others and sharing your story from stage. How did you make that leap? Because a lot of people are very satisfied being involved in network marketing or whatever, just making the money and then creating their own life quietly, but you decided you want to take it to one step level. How did you make that leap? Yes. What I decided
1: to do is push myself to another level because, you know, inside of the industry, you like you mentioned, you can, you know, make your money, you can stay quiet. And what I was really good at was shining the light on other people, the individuals within my team, the people that I worked with. You know, I've never really wanted the spotlight to put the spotlight mm-hmm. on everybody else to make them better. Then I realized that, you know, it the, I can't have an impact if I don't share my story. You know, that's what we're here for. This is what we're talking about. And I knew that there's going to be people that needed to hear my story. There's people that are just like me that have gone through the same things that I've gone through, that need to hear me on stages to you know speak into their lives to understand okay if he can do it i can do it too so you know i i i shied away from the spotlight but understood that you know leaders they lead from the front and so even though it may be uncomfortable to you know public speak which is actually one of the greatest fears people would rather be burnt alive than actually speak in person on a stage in front of even 10 people, let alone 1000. So I knew it was going to be important for me to take that leap of faith, because I didn't want to live my life on my deathbed with regret and say, hey, I wish I would have spoken more. I wish I would have stepped out on faith and told my story. And so that's what really gave me the confidence as well as you know, God just leaning in on him and him, you know, being able to speak through me and help me through the process. I was not just leaning on my own strength, but God's as well.
0: <laughs> it's it's just amazing. I sit here and listen to you and it's like, you have the wisdom of, you know, someone that's lived multiple decades beyond your your current age. And it's like, you know, people pay for this kind of advice. People pay to acquire this kind of wisdom that you have and that you and your, I know that you and your brother and, and Gabby all have, and you share this, you know, the, kind of a similar trajectory of wanting to help others in different ways, of course. And I think it's just fascinating. So I'm taking down notes, listening to what you're saying, and it's like, This came from a 25-year-old. That's (laughs) (laughs) that's absolutely brilliant. So thank you for that, Nigel. How was your first speaking experience? Because obviously you came from just being you're relatively shy right you're not you're not this exuberant outgoing at least that's never how I've seen you when we did see you at the gym and you would go there and lift weights with your dad we'd say hello we'd come over and you know kind of start want to start conversation with you and you were just very withdrawn and you'd very polite and you know you would look at us and yes sir no sir thank you and and that was it you wouldn't engage in conversation so how did you make that transition what was your your first stage experience like, and how did you get there?
1: For sure. I, I think, you know, we all have a stage, um, whether we realize it or not. So one of my first stages was actually through a Zoom call. And of course, you know, I'm shy, I'm, I'm sweating. And a lot of the times people can't tell if you're you're nervous unless you say it. You know, there's been times where people been on stage and they say, I'm, I'm nervous. Sorry, guys. And that's when the crowd, people understand Hey, this guy is nervous, but if you don't say anything, then people don't really know. So my first stage was Zoom through, you know, talking to individuals, talking to a couple of people, and I had to just get out of my comfort zone because I'm more introverted and extroverted, as you mentioned. And it was just one, you know, fear at a time. Started with Zoom, then it started with one person on the Zoom, then three people, then ten people, and then I got to a certain level in my business. Um, you know, making more money and it gave me more confidence because I knew the, the, the words and I knew the, um, the impact that I had on my life. I knew I just had to share it and, you know, I prevented myself from being able to speak on that stage. So one day I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have to go on stage and I'm just gonna have to push myself. Because it's not going to be people in this entrepreneur space sometimes that are going to push you to the next level. So I had to be my own source of inspiration and motivation and said, you know, I'm going to go on stage and I'm going to you know, present the information. I've been doing this for you know years. I just never took the chance to speak in front of large crowds. So. And when I did that, I just said a prayer. I said, God, speak through me. I need your help and uh, let's go for it. And so to my surprise, I did really well. People were coming up to me. They were saying, you know, you did a great job. And at this given moment when all the nerves settled, I was like, well, you know, you're always going to have nerves. You're always going to have that, those butterfly feelings. And from that moment, I said, "You know, the butterfly feelings that I'm feeling may not be because, I'm nervous. It may be because the people that are listening to me are nervous because they could never come up on here on the stages and be able to speak because it's you know, one of the greatest fears. So I just started to challenge that, that energy into what the crowd may be feeling. And they said, you know what? I need to you know, tell my story. I need to present the information because people need to see me win so they they, they they know that they can win as well. So that's kind of my first experience in speaking. And I was like, you know what, it's not that bad. Let's just keep going and, you know, get over
0: the fear and have faith. And you just start and wanting to do it more and more. I, I remember the first times that, you know, I spoke in public too, and it was much the same way. You just decide, you know what, I've been asked to do this because I have the experience, I have the knowledge that the audience needs to learn, and they need to hear it from me. And so let me just go out there and share it with them, which is uh, kind of what you did is, but... Facing that fear and saying, I'm putting this behind me. And there's only one way to put this behind me is actually to break through it and step into and step into and onto that stage. So thank you for sharing that. And you talk about the energy, right? Even today, after being a public speaker for decades, after being a trial lawyer for decades, and being in front of judges and juries and those kinds of things, and as a police officer, and as a communications trainer, because I teach people how to do this on stage, I still get nervous before I walk out on stage. But it's a different energy. It's a different nervousness. In other words, when people say, I'm too scared, I'm too anxious, I'm too nervous, what what I hear them saying is that I'm thinking about myself, Right, when you should be, we should be thinking about our audience. Right, we're there for the audience. They're there. We're there for them. They're not here for us. Right, they're not judging us. They're judging themselves. Like you said, they're sitting there in that chair, saying, "Whoa, could I ever do what Nigel's doing? Could I ever say the man? He's so this. He's so that. I I could never do it." And they're thinking, and then. Uh, a section of them are are listening to what you're saying. They're going, okay, I need to take notes and I need to do step one, step two, step three, step four, right? That's the process-oriented person. And then there's the excited person that says, I want to do what Nigel's doing. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. So you have those three categories of people that are engaging with you at different levels. And and this is more for the audience, not for you, Nigel, but for the audience listening. If you're experiencing this and you think, I want to do... What Nigel's doing is just step out on stage and break through the fear. Recognize that we're all going to feel this anxiety, but all it is is energy. And if you look at the energy like a wave, like a wave of the ocean, the, where the tide goes out, it starts building up the wave. And now when the tide comes in again, it, it rises into a much larger wave. That's what this energy is. So let that energy rise you or bring you up. To the level where now you can serve your audience and you're standing on top of the wave, right? That energy wave, as opposed to being consumed. In the middle of that energy wave where you're underneath the the, uh, the undertow, if you will, where you're being dragged along the bottom of the ocean, you know, and you're tumbling in the sand and those kinds of things So just rise to the top of it and recognize that it's not about you, you're there for the audience. And if you look at it from that perspective, you'll be able to move through that fear, just like our friend Nigel did. Well, that is fascinating, sir. So last a uh, presentation that you gave was not too long ago, last month or so, a couple of weeks ago. It was in front of several thousand people in a huge arena. How was that experience for you?
1: Well, first thing, I love that analogy that you talked about with the wave. That's definitely you know, powerful. And um, that, that experience was great. It was one of, you know, one of the corporate events. It was like a bigger event. So I knew it was on a bigger stage with a lot of the corporate executives and CEOs was going to be there. So definitely wanted to make a great impression when it came down to professionalism and and, and my craft. And I know that I have, you know, power of words and words are powerful. So I wanted to, you know, go out there and and really present a a great message, you know, in my line of business too, I don't always make things about business, you know, like different tactics and, because everyone's going to talk about those stuff, how to get more leads in your business, how to, you know, um, market better, etc. So my goal is to not only help people in their business, but as well as life, so they can get their life right, they can get their business right. And so that was my main focus. And, you know, it it was a great time to be able to just do that for the audience and even the leaders that were listening in.
0: Again, another beautiful negative wisdom, get your life right, get your business right. And And that's so true. I've been teaching for a long time that who you are in the bedroom is who shows up in the boardroom. And Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the sexual element of of life's experience, I'm talking about who you are at home, right? The person who you are with your spouse, with your siblings, with your kids, whatever, who you are behind those closed doors is who's gonna show up in the executive boardroom, right, out in business, in the business marketplace. In other words, you can't take the person out of the business, the person is the business, Mm -hmm. right? If, If you're in sales, That's you. You're selling it. If it's your company, that's your company, right? You can't separate the two. And so when people say that, you know, you can be a different person at home than you can be in business, I don't agree because then you're not in congruence. And what Nigel is teaching us is get your life right and everything else will flow from that. Whether it's get your life right, your community service will flow from it get your life right your marriage will flow from it get your life right your parenting skills will flow from it get your life right your efforts at school will flow right everything flows from starting to get your life right first that's amazing are you by chance going to be developing any kind of a, a training or coaching programs to help people get their life right Maybe in the near
1: future, for sure. I'm always creating PowerPoints and and different things developing it and and give it freely to the team. So that's definitely um, in the future plans.
0: Very good. But do keep us... um... You know abreast of what you're doing and those kinds of things because we would love to, uh, you know, promote that and encourage people to sign up with you because it's one thing for people for you know, someone like me who's had some experience or someone like your dad, you know, who's had decades of experience to say, Hey, come learn from me. Yeah, we get a lot of people, but I've always said or I have said for a long time that we need more trainers that are in their 20s that know what they're doing because you, Nigel could save somebody so much heartache, right? If they do things now the right way, if they get their life right now, rather than waiting till their life falls apart before they start examining, "Mm, where did I go wrong? What bad decisions did I make that led me to this particular space and time in my life, right? This whole thing that we talk about, the uh, midlife crisis, I don't think it exists. I think the midlife crisis is a... A, don't know, some fancy word that people came up with to make us feel like we're helpless and that Mm -hmm. we're all going to go through this midlife crisis. But I I say, if there is a midlife crisis, we should have it when we're in our 20s, when we're 18, 19, and 20. That's when you should have your midlife crisis. Why? Because it is during the midlife crisis that we start asking the questions about our lives that we should have asked when we were much younger. Mm -hmm. Who am I? Who am I? Where do I belong? What do I want to do? And the most important question, how do I want to serve? So if you, like Nigel, start asking and answering these questions when you're in your early 20s, by the time you're 40, 50, 60, yeah, there's not going to be any issues. There's not going to be a crisis, right? So um, anyway, that's my, my advice and recommendations to you, right. Nigel. Um, and I didn't mean that for you personally because you're already there, right? You're, you've got a lot long way to go, still. But you're you're, you know, ninety percent of the way there, even from most adults that are two, three times your age. So good for you. Um, where do you go from here? Where do you see uh, taking your business? Where do you see taking your life? You're recently married now, so congratulations. Are kids in the in the near future?
1: Yeah, probably in about two to three years. Okay. one want to Very plan it for sure. And as far as, you know, what's next, you know, um, I think my dad has shared with you kind of like the book that we're working on as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be all the things that my dad taught us and pretty much extend the olive branch to those who grow up in fatherless homes or maybe the father was there in their life, but he wasn't really present. So um, it's called My Dad Can Be Your Dad. So all the values and the disciplines and the wisdom that he shared with us, we'll be able to give that away in the book form because my dad, you know, he didn't really have a father figure in his life, but his father figures and mentors came through books so we're going to be able to do, provide the same thing in his experience and just share that with the world and uh, just continue to be a leader you know continue to impact other people's lives you know to do things that you are doing on on a bigger scale as well just to you know really help people is, is where my focus is at and to help not people just be you know influencers especially you know people my age that's really what they're wanting to be they're wanting to be influencers they're wanting to have influence over others and wanting to sell products and be able to make money, but going uh, beyond influence and making the world where people go from influencers to leaders. That's really what, you know, my goal is. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing just that.
0: Love it. Love it. And and you're right. So many um, young kids these days want to see influencers or become influencers because they see, they see the trappings, right. Or at least the The appearance of success that these influencers are having when you see every other day in the news that so and so influencer is actually broke. They actually live in a mobile home. They actually, you know, they don't live the lifestyle that they're representing on social media that they live. They don't have quite the following or they bought the following, whatever the case may be. And so there's a lot of negatives about being an influencer. So I love that you say you want to be a leader instead. And that kind of goes hand in hand with the message that you love to share about. uh, Should we express or impress? Tell me a little bit about that philosophy for a little bit.
1: Sure. So I was writing and, you know, how I usually do before I do my speeches, I kind of write and, and, and put things on PowerPoint. I was like, you know what? I want to be able to capture people's thought process and, you know, talk about the unpopular opinion, which I truly believe the popular opinion aligns with more false teaching and something that's unpopular more aligns with the truth. So I know that in our generation, especially, we have a problem with wanting to impress people. You know, you mentioned, you know, people kind of being self-centered and focusing on themselves and not really delivering what the audience would want or you know, thinking about other people first. And so I was just letting people know, like, hey, impressing isn't going to get you to the next level. You know, trying to impress somebody, maybe how much money you make, where you live, what you're driving, that rares off over time. But if you can really express the intangibles, you can express more empathy, you can express being encouraging. If you can express more of the things that cannot be bought, then you're going to have a long lasting impact rather than just impressing. So that's kind of the world that I grew up in through social media and it's, it's running rampant. And so just speaking an unpopular message, but making it stand out to people so they can grasp it and they can, you know, make that decision. Hey, am I going to change and start expressing over impressing or am I going to remain the same and kind of calling it for what it is, is, you know, what was my intention and goal.
0: And and what a beautiful message that that would be brought to you and, and that you should express it and share it in that manner. Because what we're talking about here is expressing uh, not just yourself, i.e. your voice and saying, here's my opinion or here's what I have to say, but it's expressing love. It's expressing encouragement. It's expressing empathy and compassion. It's expressing um, the idea that. You don't need to impress people in order to be worthy or to be of value or to contribute. There's many more ways and you can do so by expressing yourself and this is why expressing yourself in the right way and this is why we created the Voices of Impact awards is to give you the audience, the listening audience, an opportunity to come and express yourself and share your story, much like our friend Nigel has done here. He shared his story of, you know, growing up in a beautiful home, um, building his own business, building his own wealth, having his own, calling his own shots, and yet taking it from there and not keeping it for himself, developing the desire and The plan to go out and share that with someone else because he recognizes that he can provide so much more value to the world beyond just what he's able to gain for himself, right? And that's where his fulfillment lies. That's where his calling lies. And Nigel, you know that probably from a very early age, you were put on this earth to educate, to lead and guide others, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, and I know that because someone shared a story with me, This you might get a chuckle out of this, that when you were very little, you would read scripture from the Bible to your brother and sister, and you would get upset when they didn't say, amen, <laughs> as loud as you wanted them to. You would say, mom, how come they're not saying amen like they do in church? <laughs> (laughs) I thought that was a super, super funny story. Do they still tease you about that today? They do.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) Do how wonderful, wonderful. Well, Nigel, um, I know that you are super busy. You're traveling all around the country with your talks and with your business and helping your team members grow and flourish much like you have. If people wanted to connect with you and have one-on-one time with you, you, uh, do you have the bandwidth to do that?
1: Yeah, I do. they can can reach out to me on instagram at nigel stinson
0: and you know there's several nigel stinson's out there right there's several really i i was looking for your profile not too long ago and it was like this isn't him (laughs) and there's there's a lot of them so yeah we'll put we'll put nigel's link in the show notes so connect to him via instagram and you can send him messages and you know, like a, he's a busy dude. He's very much in demand. But if you tell him, hey, you heard him here on From Story to Impact with Steve Gallegos, then that'll give you an in, right? He, at least he'll say, oh, OK, I'm going to respond to you as opposed to just these random um, messages that I'm sure he's getting saying, hey, Nigel, can I borrow some money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so And also, my friends, listeners, go to voiawards.com. Check out the Voices of Impact Awards because we created it for you. It's an annual event. It's not just a one done thing. It's an annual event where if you enroll, you will get mentored and trained in how to share your story, how to identify the superhero in your story, how to present your story from stage, how to brand yourself, how to market yourself. We have mentors there that will guide you and handhold you in all elements of your business and even in your personal relationships and to up-level you as a person so that you can become a better human because by doing that, we can all contribute to society at a greater level, right? So go check it out and become a part of our community, become a part of the awards program. You could win $20,000 on stage, Uh, As a grand prize finalist here in Denver, Colorado, in September 2023, you could win a book publishing contract from Morgan James Publishing, or you could win any number of the other prizes that we have, including the Heidi Service Award, we have the Lifetime Achievement Award, we have the Student Impact Award, um, and just so many others. So we're looking for college students, we're looking for people that are in their 60s, we're looking for everybody in between that wants to contribute to make this world a better place simply by sharing your story. So check it out, voiawards.com. Um, Nigel, I know that there's people listening to this that go, you know what, Nigel can do it, but I never could. Or I'm much too afraid of public speaking to even step out on that stage and give it a try. What would you? What's your recommendation and suggestion to those people?
1: Sure. Um, I can definitely, you know, empathize with, you know, those types of people because I was once that way. And, you know, just listening to Steve, you know, put this thing together with his partners and, you know, every great idea is just an idea unless you take action on it. And so, you know, I don't want to, you know, I want you guys to understand that I don't want you to die with your dreams and I should have, would have, could have. I want you guys to be able to fulfill those things because if God put that desire in your heart, if you're wanting to be more extroverted and introverted, if you're wanting to tell your story, I would say do it because, you know, people are needing to hear from you. And the question you got to ask yourself is, hey, if who loses if I don't win? Who loses if I don't win? So go out there and win the day and, and just start with small steps because small steps will end up being leaps And as long as you have faith, you can overcome fear any day of the week.
0: Wow, it, it's it's just like, you know, you need to have your own show or podcast or something because I definitely tune in and listen to it because it's just a great reminder, right? Even though I live this stuff and I teach this stuff, it's so beautiful and, and fun and exciting to hear it from someone like you, Nigel, but I know that it's not by accident. You were ordained to do this. Um, you were trained and properly guided by your parents to do this, in fact, as you were talking. And I'm thinking I need to call Henry and Aubriana and thank them one more time for producing such a great, great children. And we may need to add a new award to our program, which is the uh, Parent of the Year or Parental Impact Award and give it to Henry and Brianna, because they've done such a great job with you guys. So, Nigel, go back and uh, please thank your parents for us, for, um, you know, just enabling you, empowering you, and uh to be in this position and we congratulate you on your success and on your achievements and i know that you're only beginning so it's exciting to see uh, you know what the next two three five ten years uh, next several decades is going to look like, what the world is going to look like with Nigel Stinson uh, in charge of things and, um, you know, just out there sharing his message and 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 spreading love with the world. So Nigel, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we appreciate you. And we're probably going to have you back on the show uh, here in a couple months. So get ready for that.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our interview with Nigel Stinson. And I encourage you to listen to this interview over and over again as many times as you need to, because he said so many wonderful things, tweetable comments. Uh, but more than that, they're super, super wise comments there's so much wisdom in this young man that at 25 years old i certainly didn't have and um it took me a while to develop it and it took a lot of it takes a lot of adults a while to develop what he already has and um we can all learn from him i don't care what age you are and so if you're 17 and you're listening to this or you're 62 and listening to this nigel's got it going on and i would encourage you to follow him to connect with him and just reach out and and congratulate him because he needs the encouragement too, right? He needs the support, and every, every, everything we can do to support each other today in today's world is, uh, is valuable and desired. So, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you on the next segment.